Welcome to Season 2 in Wonder World Book Cafe. This is a place to slow down, even if only mentally, to talk about all things books and stories. Pour a cup of tea or a vanilla latte. Hopefully literally, though figuratively works well too. I'm Susan Taylor and delighted to spend a tidbit of time with you. Each episode is fun-sized, always fewer than 10 minutes. As a lifelong reader, perhaps like you, I'm drawn to stories about history, travel, and ones that continue to help me discover more about our world, thus increasing my global competency. In this cafe, I serve up books written mostly for middle school students and young adults. If you're like me and recommend books to these audiences, or you're a reader yourself who's always up for new suggestions, this cafe is a perfect fit. I'm nestled in at Wonder World Book Cafe with steam rising from my cup, and of course, a book. Let's venture into today's story. I'm remembering that really weird day when mom and dad told us we were moving. We were all in the living room and my dad wouldn't really talk much or look at us. And my mom said a bunch of words about making some changes to save money. She was trying to smile and be all happy that we could stay in the same school and be with our friends. But come on, you could tell she was sad too. Pretty much right after that, the bank put that stupid orange sticker on our house and we had those awkward garage sales where everybody bought our stuff. This quote is from seventh grader Ronnie in the middle grade book, Operation Final Notice, written by Matthew Landis. It's 272 pages. While a work of fiction, the setting is based on real neighborhoods where the author's students live. It's surely not a coincidence that Operation Final Notice's release is at the top of the holiday season. If this book turned into a movie, it would be fitting for December, though it is a story worth reading any time of the year. Operation Final Notice is told from two alternating points of view, best friends Ronaldo, who goes by Ronnie, and Josefina, who goes by Joe, are in seventh grade. After seeing his mom staring at a bill that says Final Notice in big red letters, Ronnie becomes concerned. A quick internet search about Final Notices, and now Ronnie is concerned too. A Final Notice is sent by a creditor warning that legal action will ensue unless a payment is made. Some more snooping and Ronnie finds his mom's giant folder of bills and he makes a call to the credit union, the one who sent the final notice. He is distraught to uncover information that his family's car could get repossessed unless they can pay $878.36 in the next four weeks. In fact, he even pleads with the bank explaining that his mom needs the car to get to work. She's a nurse. Subsequently, Ronnie is haunted by the local tow truck driver, the bad guy who steals cars. Every time Ronnie sees him, he is sure the car will be loaded up on the big tow truck and taken away. All of this falls on the heels of Ronnie's family having to move from their townhouse to a small apartment. Finances are a struggle with his dad out of work from back surgery, and they're paying for his little sister's costly braces. Ronnie has four weeks and an entrepreneurial spirit. He's determined to come up with the money needed to save his mom's car. Meanwhile, Ronnie's friend Joe offers to help him, but she has her own serious dilemma. Joe is a talented cello player, and she's invited to audition at Maple Hill Conservatory, a premier music school. Joe desperately wants to audition, but her stage fright for a solo is debilitating. She says it's not just nervous butterflies, 
It's a swarming beehive that gets bigger and bigger until I can't play. Despite the swarming beehive, Joe desperately wants to audition, even though she knows acceptance into the music school means she and Ronnie would have to attend different schools next year. Mr. Newsom, Joe's orchestra director, has an idea to help her overcome her stage fright in preparation for the audition. He asks Joe to join a group of students performing at a home for senior citizens where she can play a solo as practice for her audition. She agrees, and Ronnie offers to be her page turner as support, plus he thinks he can sell some brownies to the residents to start earning that money he needs. Joe's first attempt at a solo at the senior center is disastrous, but Ronnie saves the evening with an impromptu comedy act, which has the residents laughing and enjoying the evening while redirecting their attention away from Joe's failed attempt. Ultimately, this leads to an unconventional job offer for Ronnie and Joe at the home for senior citizens. The facilities director offers them $500 if Joe will play her cello to entertain the residents, which will hopefully help her overcome her stage fright. And Ronnie will keep the residents' company playing games and just hanging out with them. Ronnie did note there weren't many visitors. This job jumpstarts the money Ronnie needs to save the car, but it is not enough. So he starts a grocery delivery service and later adds snow shoveling services. Working each day until dark, Ronnie has almost all the money to alleviate his mom's car worries. Uh, Mom doesn't know that he's doing this, by the way. That is until on a snowy evening, his mom is driving Joe and him when the car tire blows and the car skids into a snowbank. As a result, Joe has a concussion and a damaged cello. The good news, Joe will recover and her cello is repairable, but the cost is enormous and her addition is right around the corner. I hope you'll read Operation Final Notice. You'll want to know what happens when Ronnie turns up missing on Christmas morning and if Joe's cello audition is a success. This story is full of friendship and many events that showcase kindness. You'll enjoy meeting Joe, Ronnie, and their group of true friends. Further, Operation Final Notice serves to build empathy in our younger readers for our senior citizen communities and for people dealing with the realities of difficult financial situations. Age recommendations for books are subjective based on several factors such as readers' interests, their developmental levels, and lived experiences. Operation Final Notice is designated as a middle grade book. The two protagonists are in seventh grade. Adult readers, this is your reminder. There is richness in learning for you in books, reading written for our younger audiences. This is the point where I mentioned details that could be unsettling. While I definitely classify this as a feel-good story, it does bring to light the perceptiveness of our youth and the anxiety that finances have on them, even when the adults think they are hiding it from their children. On to wondering. After all, that's what we do here in the cafe. If you are wondering who might be interested in Operation Final Notice, readers who are part of a band or orchestra or contend with performance anxiety may connect with Joe, while others may connect with Ronnie's entrepreneurial spirit. Sometimes our young readers want a happy ending, in which case this is that book. Often reading inspires us to wonder about something and dive in a little deeper. Joe is inspired by two famous cellists known worldwide, Yo-Yo Ma and Carlos Prieto. 
Listen to some of their music, especially the Bach pieces mentioned in the story, and learn more about each of their personal stories. In fact, on a mini learning frenzy, I was delighted to read the story of Prieto's cello and its fascinating backstory of being smuggled out of Nazi Germany by its Jewish owner. Prieto has even written a book about the adventures of his cello. I'll post a link in the show notes. Learning about authors is almost as satisfying as reading their stories that they write for us. Landis's inspiration for Operation Final Notice comes from his students, and he says, my students come into my room with unique burdens, financial instability, anxiety, parental pressure, and loneliness. Despite this, somehow they learn social studies. They amaze me. He has his own experiences with stage fright, like Joe. He invites us to listen to the pieces he's used in the story, especially the box suites, where he explains, you might be overwhelmed by the sheer magnitude of their beauty. On these pages, there is so much to love. To name a few, Mr. Newsom, the orchestra director, is so supportive of Joe at, while acknowledging her performance anxiety. And I love this quote. He said to her, the only way to do something is to do something. Getting involved with the senior citizens' home is such a grand idea. Here's to hoping our readers may want to somehow be involved with their own local senior residents' homes. The interactions Ronnie and Joe have with the senior citizens at the resident home is heartwarming. As is the Posada celebration at the Ramos family home, it's filled with friends, family, and love. Finally, Ronnie learns an important lesson that his negative impressions of people, such as the one he had of the tow truck driver, are completely false. In fact, he learns the human spirit is alive and there is still love in this world. Until our next episode, I'd be grateful for a positive comment or review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to check out the episode notes for more information and a transcript. If you read or recommend Operation Final Notice, please let me know. And a special thank you to Penguin Publishing Group and their Young Readers Division for sending me a copy of Operation Final Notice. We can connect via email, wonderworldbookcafe at gmail.com or find us on Instagram. Thanks for spending time in Wonderworld Book Cafe. I hope you can create time to cozy up with your favorite beverage and a book this week. Be curious and wonder. The world needs the light that comes from a world of readers. Mm-hmm.